Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. Evening, everybody. Welcome to Nightlight. My thanks, as always, goes out to Ken Quiethawk for that amazing introduction. He and his wife have a website that's called nativestorytellers.com, and that's exactly what they are, and it is an art that is something that we don't all see or experience too often. Uh, I highly encourage you to go check out his website. The stories are amazing. They aren't just stories. They're, They're a chronicle of history, and it explains so much on the spiritual level that it's just mind-boggling. There are also great stories, but but there's a spiritual message there too if you if you let yourself listen for it. Tonight I have Michelle Avanti back. I am so fortunate that she is with us. She is, in my opinion, one of the finest astrologers that are out there today, and her compassion and her um, insightfulness and her wisdom and her delicacy can't be matched by anybody, and I've heard a lot of them out there. So if you're interested in getting a call, a call, if you're interested in getting a message from her or a reading from her, the call-in number is 773-897-6114. And just make sure you have your birth date and and place and time on hand so she can give you as much of her expertise as is possible. So, welcome to the show, Michelle. Hey, so fun. I'm here. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's such a weird, it's a weird time of the year. You know, normally I've got two or three feet of snow and I see the ground. So, talk about Wow, and you know what? Here where we never No, we had snow today. Ah, you got my snow. (laughs) I did, but it didn't stick. I mean, we got a little, uh, a little sprinkle. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty if you're not used to it. But, you know, I actually, 
three feet of snow is a good thing to have because it means that the plants are really thoroughly nourished when they start growing. And yes. um, so I, I always, you know, much as I much as I complain about it, I, I do count on nature giving me three feet of snow. And uh, we've had one snowfall, and that was in October, and that was eight inches, and that was it. So wow, you know, very unreal. Yeah, I'm in New England. I mean, this is a you know, this is where the snow falls. I'm in the snow belt in New England. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it's, well, you it's, know, it's, it's time winter, yet to come. I know. Even though winter is supposed to be over, this actually February second is supposed to be really the first day of spring. When you oh look God. at the the farming calendar this is the first day of spring but um at the same time it seems to linger winter tends to linger and i don't know what the groundhog did i didn't get a chance to see that this year <laughs> did he you did see not him see his shadow. yeah he did not see a shadow ah so, so that means he, that means he's just coming right out huh spring is coming yeah it's oh. an, well it's an early spring but but oh. I don't trust it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, today, yeah. old new moon, uh, kind mm-hmm. of an exciting day for me. This is my birthday, and the new moon fell right on my sun. So it's kind of wow. interesting. Unusual solar return for me. All things in alignment. What a great day. Solar return? Second solar return? Uh, no, it's, uh, you get one every year. It's when the sun actually oh, returns. Oh, solar return. The re- I thought. I thought you yeah. said. I thought you said Saturn return. I thought okay. So that no, makes no. sense. You know, I'm, I'm no. counting on my fingers here. <laughs> no, no, solar. Yeah, no, I. I'm a little young for the next one and a little old for the last one. <laughs> it's every 28 <laughs> years you get a Saturn return. So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday! It's so it, it's fun. It's really it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm at a place where I really, you know, I I celebrate for the week, not the day, because I figure, you know, my next one is I'm going to be 75, so I'm entitled to a week celebration, and um, as many birthday cakes as I can get. So, oh, no, uh, I like good attitude. Well, yeah. Hey, and it. and it was. It was funny. I was talking. My my granddaughter was thirteen two days ago, and um, so when I was talking to her, I and, and her father was there, and my son and I said, "Well, you know, it's a big deal. My next birthday." And he said, "Oh, I didn't think you were going to admit to seventy five And I said to him, "I will admit to any any birthday that gets me a present." And he said, "I got the message." So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's so sweet. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes with with sons, you have to hit them over the head with a mallet to get, you know, a, a point across. So mm. it was, mm. that, I think that may have been too subtle, but we'll find out on March 3rd. So um, <laughs> That's pretty close. You're exactly, you know, less than a month away, just a little under yeah, a month. I, yeah, I, I, I figure if I remind him about 20 more times, the chances are I'll get flowers or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, wow. so we've we've got a co- I, I think people are having trouble getting in. Um hmm. might be some challenge logically. Yeah, we're not quite there yeah. yet with 
this um but, but the weather, weather is we- really weird. We had the electricity go off here today at one point. Oh wow. <laughs> my, my husband is so funny. He comes in, he says, "I guess I didn't pay the bill." <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Well, um we d- we do have a couple people in line here, so let's let's make sure we give them their money's worth here. Um All right. We've got we've got Carla Okay, Carla, you're on the air. Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. What's your date of birth, Carla? Hi, Michelle. Yes, so uh, my date of birth is September 6th. September 6th in the year? 1965. 65, and the time? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. And where were you born? So I was born in uh, a city in India. The city is A-M-B-A-L-A. And that's in India. How wonderful. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. That's a long ways from here. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Okay, let's go take a look. And... uh, were you born with the name Carla, or did you adopt that later on, I, or what? I yeah, I, I adopted it later on. Just yeah. Yeah, I, just I guess it's easier. unusual for someone born in India. Of course, unless you were, you know, English or American over there. Right. No, uh, just just to make it easier on the Americans. <laughs> I still go by my my Indian name as well. So tell me what you're looking at. I can just looking at your chart. I see Uranus is getting ready to step into your seventh house. Major change, major change. You're probably already uh-huh. experiencing this feeling like I need to free myself of things. But uh, what did you want me to look at? Um, I would love to know what it says for me in terms of career uh, okay. and. And moving, maybe, if there's any indication of a move. Okay, yeah, so well. Those are the two things, yeah. Right now, you're pretty much free to move. There's nothing holding you back. I can tell you that at the moment. Uh, and that will be the case uh, for a while yet. Saturn mm-hmm. is just 15 degrees of Capricorn, so another 15 degrees is about a year and a quarter away. Uh, so between now and then would be your time to move. You wouldn't want to wait much longer than that because once Saturn's in that house, you will not be moving. People do not normally move when Saturn enters the fourth house. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you you want to get that move in before then. And, uh, okay. Before a year and a half, you said? Uh-huh. Yep, yep, before okay. a year, year and a quarter, year and a quarter. Okay. Yeah. I think it'll happen before then. Trying. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, well... Uranus right now, like I said, is uh, knocking at your seventh house door, and before this year is out, it will have entered it. Uh, It will come back probably out of it, but it will go back in. At any rate, it's definitely going into that house very shortly. And uh, as it approaches uh, the six-degree mark, and I'm not sure how soon it will get to six, I have to go forward and just kind of take a peek, and we'll go look and just see, because... Sometimes it moves fast and sometimes it moves slow because it's famous for going backwards. But right here in June uh, this year, it's already applying uh, a square to your fourth house cusp. So there's some kind of challenge going on there about 
moving uh, about, making a change, uh, if you're in any kind of relationship, uh, wanting to break free in some way, uh, and there's a kind of fight with yourself going on. You're you're struggling to find a new new way of being, a new way of looking. Uh, there's a need to break free of, uh, I want to say, the rules or challenges that your father may have uh, um, set that uh, he may not have even have spoken. Uh, they are issues of keeping things silent or quiet or in the background, but... Uh, staying in control, and uh, at any rate, there's this balancing act that will be going on inside of you, and uh, it becomes really strong by the time we get to um, uh, 4th of July, because then it is uh, nearly exact, uh, opposing your son, your your progressed son, and uh, fighting uh, with you. So, and Pluto's getting ready. Uh, it's not going to go into this next house right away, but it's it's moving in that direction. And so that's adding a little drama in your life. Uh, it's digging up information as it moves. Uh, with Saturn in that house, we have this uh, trine, though, to Pluto natally, and a trine to Uranus, and a trine to progress to Uranus. And so you've got... Uh, during this year and probably right into uh, the beginning of January next year when Pluto and Saturn will both be at 20 degrees, you'll probably still feel the effect because then they will be squaring your Venus. But uh, there is a statement here that there is opportunity for you make, to make change. I would make it during this year. So looking at, you know, moving I would say your best opportunity to move probably comes in June uh, or July. July, we have Saturn at 17, and it is basically applying a trine to Uranus, and Saturn and Uranus rule your house of physical property, the home you live in. So the statement is, I have opportunity. And it's probably not the first opportunity. You've had one opportunity before this, and you will have another opportunity after this. So it's really, uh, when will you take it? Here it is pretty much exact in August, where it's exact with your natal Uranus, and then it continues to go retrograde, and then it turns around. And once it turns around, uh, which I believe it turns around, I want to say, in the very beginning of October, when it does, it will be stationing in a space where it's applying. And so if you haven't moved by then, this is probably when you will choose to do it. Uh, unfortunately, Pluto is making a square to Venus at the same time. Venus in your chart has to do again with relationships. Uranus in the sky will be opposing your progressed sun directly as it's uh, opposing your ascendant as Mercury is going over your ascendant. You've got all this stuff going on. There are a need to break free, a need to make change, a need to um, break free of, like I said before, uh, issues that may connect back to your dad can also connect to your career. There's something going on there where you're looking uh, kind of almost, I want to say whatever career you're in at this point in time, uh, you may be fighting with yourself uh, because in the background your father was saying something about what your career should be. And um, so there's this balancing act about how do I free myself of this so that I can go forward with what I want. And uh, so you're just going to have to work through that. Not always easy, but... It can be easy if you just say to yourself, okay, what is it I really want? <laughs> you know, you have to clear yourself of all this other stuff that has come in into this personality 
and just come into a place where you're just at peace with yourself and say, okay, what is it I desire to do in this life? You know, Leo at the Midheaven tells us a whole lot right there. And then, you know, where your son was when you were born. So at the Midheaven we have a Leo, and Leo says, my career should be one of entertaining, it should be fun, it should be leadership. At the same time, it may involve children, it may involve socializing, networking. All of these things are connected. It could also involve investments. Uh, but there's a statement of investing in what I love. And when we look at your son, your son is in Virgo, it is conjunct Uranus, conjunct uh, at a wide orb conjunct Pluto. So there is a statement there uh, that says, what I what I love, and it's in the 11th house, what do I wish for? I wish to do something where I can lead in some service capacity. Uh, I want to lead in terms of a service that helps with the details or health uh, or uh, universal or international cooperation to transform the lives of children or the health of children. Uh, so you have some aspirations in here that are very, very large and that the fact that you've put the sun in the 11th house certainly will give you opportunity before this life is out to take a, a leadership role somewhere in some international organization. So uh, that's coming up for you as, as your life continues. But uh, this is a time where you really are uh, taking a new state of balance to identify what is it you truly want. So do you understand what I've said here and how it's resonating with you? Oh, sort of. <laughs> It seems okay. to be a lot going on, but I'm not exactly sure how it is going to. So the move, I, I understand. I, I mean, yeah, how's it going to shake out? Well, you have yeah, fire on all of your work cusps, uh, all the things that have to do with income or uh, workplace or career. And when we have fire, we're we're individuals who are 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 creative. Uh, there's a creative energy to fire, and. And we tend to want to go forward and explore the possibilities of new things. It's not someone who wants to be bogged down in all the details. And so you have a conflict going on there because your son in itself, your personality that you came in with, is very good with details and very good at chewing at details. Fortunately, mm-hmm. your Mercury is in Leo. Thank God for that. And it is far enough ahead of your son that you're not going to be pulled back into beating yourself up. Uh, Virgo is so famous for that. But when you free yourself by putting your Mercury in Leo, you can be very entertaining. You can also be very funny, and everyone will love to listen. You know how to tell a story. So uh, do your creative thing through that ability to communicate. And uh, the nice thing about the sun in Virgo is you will be grounded in the details. And, uh, you, you you know, some some people who entertain us with their stories or with their writings or, or their podcasts or whatever uh, will do it where everything is kind of on the surface. But that's not who you are. You're going to bring it into details. It's going to help people. So you have a lot to give. And... Uh, you have a creative adventure in this lifetime. The south node right now is on your progressed, uh, it's been on your progressed moon for the last couple of months, so there has been probably a real uh, desire for you to put down roots somewhere to figure out what am I building in this life, what is it that I really want that's going to create the security that I want for the rest of my life. And you were born with the moon in Capricorn, and as the progressed moon continues to move forward, in less than seven months, uh, six months and a week, 
uh, or so, it's going to, it's six months and two weeks, is going to conjoin. So you're going to have what we call a lunar return, which happens uh, once every 30 months. And it's a time where all the issues of your mom not necessarily being as nurturing and as loving and as all there for you, especially in uh, communication processes, teaching you how to be able to stand up for yourself or or say the things that you really want to say or just fulfill your own needs. She was not always 100% backing you. She, there's a... Uh, kind of like I have to do things the right way. It has to be done within society's choosing. And uh, there's an agreement there that we have to live within certain frameworks is that we can be secure. So so there's a part of you that's going to review all of that and come to a new conclusion about what it is that you really want for your life. So you've got a lot of things going on right now with this Saturn-Pluto stuff in the air, in the sky we're all having different kinds of experiences, but uh, they're all pretty darn intense, and they're all, every one of us, by the time next year comes to an end, by the end of 2020 and we begin 2021, every, I believe every person on this planet will have gone through a transformation of some kind that will have been really a turning point in their lives. So. Hmm. Yeah, it was mostly the the career aspect. I was concerned about like what sort of I want to be in the healing field. Like, uh, yeah, I know that's I want it. To do, yeah, you know, that's that's service, mm-hmm. and that that's Cap, uh, that's uh, Virgo. Virgo mm-hmm. is a, and uh, you have tra- you have Pluto there and Uranus. So you're basically saying, I want I want uh, to uh, focus on healing. I want to focus on healing that involves a cooperative technique. And out of the box technique, unique, uh, a genius right, right. view, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a whole list of hol- holistic uh, statements there. And then you add Pluto in there, and it says, "I have to be able to help others transform." And mm-hmm. so you're people beyond just the physical genes and taking them to a whole new space. And that really is the future of medicine. And it doesn't surprise me. Uh, with your fire signs all on these cusps, because like I said, the fire signs want to push the envelope. Uh, They're always pushing the envelope. They want to go into new areas. They're the ones who will explore the universe and the possibilities. Virgo doesn't do that, but with your combination with Uranus, you're a different kind of Virgo. (laughs) And with Leo, thank God for that. You know, you don't beat yourself up, and I love that, so... And Mercury works nicely also with uh, Venus. You have Venus in Libra, and that's a, another statement. And it's in your 12th house, so it tells me, you know, there have been uh, challenges uh, probably in past lives as well as in your childhood uh, uh, where you've been uh, challenged about how you love and how to love and uh, and how to be fair and how to be balanced and how to be feminine and have fairness and balance. Uh, and your mother is the one who seems to have uh, sent that challenge there. Your father was frictional, but uh, it's your mother, it seems, and what she laid out uh, for you. Uh, and uh, and I'm not in any way uh, putting your mom down. I mean, she's carrying forward what she was trained to carry forward and what she felt and does feel to this day what may be best for you to make sure her child is protected and safe. So, But that isn't necessarily what you see. <laughs> yeah, there, there were issues with both of them. Yeah, they they yeah. had their own 
Oh, no wonder I've been 10 pounds this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, don't worry about it. Just kind of work with it. Don't let that kind of stuff get to you. You just have to, you know, love your cells and tell them to, you know, work their way into being slimmer. Keep all of them, (laughs) but make them slimmer. (laughs) I like like food. I'd rather be fat and happy. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that's a good okay. attitude, personally. And, of course, Jupiter on the Ascendant can give you that attitude, so that's a good thing, too. But you you do have Saturn in the first house and Pluto in the first house, and your Sun and Mercury are both two and three degrees of Capricorn. So Saturn and Pluto have already worked you over, so you don't have them on top of you now, and that's kind of wonderful. Uh, what they're doing as far as other planets in your chart, uh, Pluto is not quite there yet, but it's it's pretty close. It's making a trine to Pluto, so and it is actually really close to making a, a, um, a trine to Pluto. So you've got this going on, and uh, January of next year, you're going to have both Saturn and Pluto making that trine, and Jupiter will start to join in too. So. Uh, that's a doorway. That's an opportunity for you, for who you are, and that may be an opportunity that uh, includes the internet, includes publishing, or or um, marketing, or um, could be legal stuff. Um, could be doing I don't know what kind of research, but it could involve research. Whenever we do have Pluto and uh, Saturn together like that, making a trying to Virgo can be some kind of research that you might be doing. You have Cap on your second house cusp. You have Libra at the Midheaven and Gemini on your sixth. So those are the houses of making money and career. And the statement kind of goes in alignment there that says uh, you have um, opportunity to become more secure in terms of your career by uh, digging a little deeper by uh, transforming and making it more of what you want it to be. So you have an interest while that trine is in motion in looking at things that are old, that are ancient, that are structured, uh, could involve government, could involve laws, could involve other nations. There's all kinds of statements going on there. But uh, that trine says that you have the ability to make a transformation and possibly make a change in the way that uh, you do things and maybe open up to something more international or just the opposite, close down and become more involved, uh, more local, although I really doubt that would be the case. Um, But anyway, you have this wonderful ability. uh, You have a desire to work with other people and to be fair and to you could make a very, very, uh, very good person who works with uh, legal procedures or mediation. Uh, Your Mercury's in Capricorn, um, so you have this incredible memory that um, gets the details down and, and hears and, and remembers. And uh, and that's very good for uh, someone who might work in that field. You have the moon. You were born with the moon at zero Scorpio. So you're a person who has the ability and desires to know what the secrets are. So you're a person who can get down to solving the mystery. Uh, you have a desire to solve the mystery. So you, you could be very good at any kind of uh, legal research or or 
genealogical research if possible. I, I don't know what you do right now for a living, but uh, your doorway certainly opens for you to uh, do more of it or to transform it uh, to get a degree in that area if you wanted to or just to be seen and receive some accolades by being seen. You have the ability as uh, Pluto continues to move forward um, into the next two years where it starts to make the trine to Uranus uh, where a doorway could open up to suddenly be empowered and become uh, powerfully seen, uh, become a public figure. If you have that desire to do that, you certainly have the doorway opening up for it. So, and so, this is and when does this open up like that to be successful um, like that? Yes, that's that that's a doorway for success, and, and it's a, it's more than success. It can be fame, actually. <laughs> when you take what? Pluto and you make it trying to Uranus, uh, and, and when Uranus, is this? that's coming up. It's about I want to say it's about a two year process. Let me I'll go forward, but you you can uh, throw up a. Um, and ephemeris uh, right on the internet and go look to see when will Pluto hit around 28 degrees of Capricorn. And uh, see here in February of uh, 2021, it's a 25 degree. So it's somewhere in 2021 that you're going to see that happen. In in February of 2023, it's, it's also at 28 degrees. So it, it goes back and forth and Pluto tends to give you several opportunities to have this this experience, whatever the experience it's pointing at. And here, by the time you get to February of 2023, the trine is uh, right there. It's actually there a little bit earlier, so it's probably right there in your solar return, which empowers that entire year for you. But it, at that point in time, Pluto will be on top of your progressed Venus in your second house, your progress, your Venus uh, rules your house of career. Pluto transforms your career and uh, empowers you. At the same time, it opens the doorway for fame and uh, good fortune and more money and transforms money. It could be a windfall. Actually, you know, there's a lot of uh, luck inherent into the in the positions of the chart for. Uh, from December through some point there, uh, February, March of 2023, that if you were to follow the moon's movements and Mercury in the inner planets, you could probably find times where you might become very, very, very lucky uh, and could win some something big. So just, you know, we don't see that very often, so I'm just throwing it out there for you. Oh, my God. So... And so terrific. <laughs> and they said, well, you, they, they don't happen, things like this don't happen every day. And uh, wow. Pluto, Pluto doesn't happen every day. It's, it happens usually maybe once, sometimes if you live long enough, twice in a lifetime. That's about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because I've been studying, like, you know, Word, Excel, just administrative, assistant, you know, stuff like that to brush up on my skills. You know, mm-hmm. but but your career, it's not just going to be like the century-level stuff that I've been doing. Yeah, no, you have the ability to go a lot further than wherever you are now, <laughs> and I think you will. Uh, matter of fact, when I look at this uh, time in 2023, uh, Uranus 
getting ready to create a grand trine in your chart as well. So uh, you've got a lot going on at that point. Very interesting. So I come back to where we are. I went pretty far forward in time. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but well, you know, when you see things coming up as an astrologer, you just automatically want to see what does it look like when we get there. Uh, right now, Uranus is making what we call a quincunx action to natal Uranus, and that is a, a challenge. It's an emotional challenge for you. You might be going back and forth as to uh, what is it that I, how do I want to be seen, what do I want to learn, where do I want to travel to, where do I want to go, do I want to stay here, do I want to live somewhere else. You've got all of this stuff going on, and it's not easy to come to any decision. And I'd say, you know, uh, test a few things out while Uranus is there, but don't depend on it because Uranus does not, um, Uranus is fleeting. It brings things in and takes them away as fast as they come in. But what is interesting, while you're going through this, uh, this stressful time of going back and forth emotionally, uh, Chiron is on top of your Mars, and uh, this is really a noticeable thing. Uh, Chiron is about where we're most wounded, and when it's in the sky, it brings the wound up. You were born with Mars, and you weren't born with Mars and, and Chiron together, but they have progressed to where they are conjunct. So uh, Chiron here is in Pisces, and Mars is in Pisces, and they're in your third house. And so there's a statement here that uh, you may have uh, felt martyred by some man or by uh, someone who is aggressive or uh, because you were just compassionate and kind, someone may have bowled you over in some way and um, said things to you that were unkind and has caused you to not feel uh, as worthy as you should. So while Chiron is traveling over this, this is a time for you to bring those up and heal them. You know, being kind is a wonderful thing. And if someone abuses you or bullies you because you're kind, well, that's bad on them, but not bad on you. Okay? Yeah, I just think myself as a result. Yeah, so... So you want to really take a look at that and allow yourself to heal it because you're an amazing lady. Love you. Oh, thank you. You too. Yeah. Um, love you. That makes me feel good. But 2019, am I going to feel You know, you got the progressed moon is elevated and uh, it's already, it's at 12 degrees of Virgo and uh, it's headed in the direction to conjoin your midheaven. So you, we've got, uh, it's 1245, so the end of this month will be already 13 degrees. And uh, so to get to 30, that's uh, 17 degrees. Did I do that right? Yeah. So you got 17 months to get it to zero and another uh, 10 months to get it conjunct the midheaven. So 17 and 10 is uh, 27. So it's a little over two years. Uh, the moon will hit that midheaven, and when it does, you're going to go, wow, I am here. I have made it. I feel good about who I am. I, I'm i in the zone. I love my career. I love uh, being seen, and the public will absolutely love you. The fact that the moon is here uh, in the ninth house now, 
you are moving into a space where publicly you are more likely to be seen and more likely to uh, be loved by the public. So that's a nice thing. Uh, yeah, I've been more likely to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, any other day here? Um, you have... Uh, you know, Pluto is, I don't think I'll ever catch up to to your Venus progressed, but uh, your Venus progressed right now is a 24 cap, and you were born, of course, with Pluto at 22 and Uranus at 29. So it's basically in um, a trine to that midpoint between Uranus and Pluto. And you asked if, you know, there might be an opportunity for a relationship. Did I hear you say that? I did remember that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'd say, well, this is active right now. There is. There's an opportunity if you go to a school or you go to a conference or you travel somewhere, uh, there is an opportunity for you to connect with someone who would be a powerful person who might even be life-changing in some way for you. Um, so there's an opportunity to fall in love. Of course, there's that opportunity to fall in love with uh, with something that you would invest in as well as with a human being. Uh, it will take some other things to add the humanity to it, but uh, your your natal Venus is there, as is Neptune in hitting a midpoint between this trine, in the middle of this trine. So... You have some opportunity right now. All you need to do is pay attention to where the moon or Mercury is to uh, see points of activation. And if you will go look on an ephemeris, uh, you can see when Mercury, right now it's in Aquarius, uh, and it will go retrograde, I think, in March, the beginning of March. And it's going 29 Pisces retrograde. So as it goes back, yeah, and hits close to, uh, in retrograde, hits about 24, 23 degrees, someone from the past may reappear in your life and you may find yourself in love with them again. And sometimes it comes from a past life, so it doesn't have to be someone you've already met. And that's when? That's when? That's going to be sometime during the Mercury, upcoming Mercury retrograde. So here, let me just go March. forward. Oh, yeah, that's March. Yeah, wow. Around the corner, yeah. Wow. And here, um, let's see here. I pulled it all the way to May, April, and uh, and here you have um, where the heck is Mercury? It's at 18 Pisces, so there it is, active even then. Um, but uh, even before that, uh, there's possibilities. So just you know, pay attention. <laughs> wow. No, it sounds good. It sounds like things will. Better. I mean, yeah, they're going, the they're going in the right direction for you, and it's and it's nice, uh, nice to see. Um, I can see things happening that are going to be uh, powerful and good. So, but you know, you already have a setup in here. That setup is good for quite a while. It's good for you know most of the year. So every time a Mercury goes into the mid uh, or two-thirds of the way through any of uh, the water or earth signs, it's going to make a positive activation that can activate uh, someone coming into your world every time the moon does that. And the moon will do it four times a month. 
So uh, you, you need to just take a look at an ephemeris and mark those days and see what you're doing. It is a public event. You have to go somewhere publicly to make the connection. It's not happening at your house. So, okay? I'll, I'll, and this is best month for this or February? I'm sorry. I can't understand you. You broke up. You said this is a public event. It's March. Is it March I said, or February? Uh, the noticeable one coming up in March and uh, the beginning of March, but every time the moon moves into an Earth sign uh, and gets two thirds of the way, so the moon moves every two and a half days. To give you an example, okay, right now it's in Aquarius, so the next sign it's going into, and it's already 15 degrees of Aquarius, so the next sign is going into is Pisces, and so it activates with Pisces, okay. By the time it gets, uh, it'll enter Pisces on one day, and by the time it gets to the second day, it will be two-thirds of the way through. So that's that's what you're looking at. Uh, Mercury. Um, Pisces is like one of the most spiritual signs. It is. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah, and Aquarius is our psychic, too. Look at my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aquarius is... It's, uh, we it's we got we got to move, Michelle. I know we go. So I'm going to give you one date just for pulling it up here. Uh, that looks very promising, and that will be around the 8th of April. So uh, Mercury is working oh my, with magic at that's that. My, that. That was my late dad's birthday. <laughs> wow! So he'll probably be looking out for you too. <laughs> wow! Awesome. Well, take good care of yourself. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Stacy. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I just want to listen. Okay. okay. Bye. I'm... Okay, so <clears throat> we have a little bit of time here. I would like very much to get a kind of snap history lesson from you, if I can. Okay. Um. I've I've been noticing, you know, Mark and I have been doing a lot of shows that that deal with antiquity, with ancient Americans, with with the, um, you know, this this stuff here in the in North America and, and absolutely Egypt and Rome and all of those guys, and even going back five thousand years, the people were astronomers. They were watching the skies. They were watching the planets. Absolutely. At the same at the same time, was astrology developing within astronomy, or did it develop separately from it? No, actually, uh, astro- in, in the ancient days, the word astronomer was an astrologer. There was no okay. difference between these two things. They were uh, an astrologer and an astronomer was the same thing. It wasn't until they started to apply astronomy. Uh, when they actually developed uh, the telescopes to where they started to take it away from uh, its relevance to how do those patterns in the sky relate to the activities that human life uh, experiences. That is the way astronomy started. When you look at ancient history, what you find is uh, people have stories about the sky. That's why we have constellations. No matter where you go in the world, there are stories about those constellations. They're not all called the same as we do in the Western world. The Chinese have a whole 
series of constellations that are not exactly the same as ours, but they have a story that goes with each one. You know, and, and uh-huh. listeners, they everybody probably heard of Draco. Uh, Draco is the dragon, and the dragon uh, is up there uh, guarding the pole star, which is the north star that everyone has used for millennia to guide them when they're on the sea at night. It tells us where north is. And uh, Draco's story, of course, is that the the dragon always protected the jewels. And right below the dragon in these constellations is a king and a queen, and it goes on and on. But um, every story uh, has, it's a mythology. Um, So we have all of that developed. And the way that the patterns of these stars have activated on the planet is what gave birth to a lot of that mythology. So it's very interesting. When you yeah, I, uh, when we developed telescopes, we started to use science to say, okay, well, how far away is that star? How fast does it move? What about these planets? And and so they went into a completely different uh, zone where their concerns were more about uh, the measurements of things than they were about the human response or the global or mundane response to patterns in the sky. And that's where they kind of separated. Now, they're coming back together as uh, more uh, quantum physics uh, gets to the point where it understands the field. As we develop that state of consciousness, we will start to see the mythology and astrology come back into joining with astronomy. It's happening. Uh, You go forward about 50 years, people will respect astrologers again the way they used to. Uh, You know, in ancient times. They have have even dated a lot of these ancient sites by by taking where the pole star was at the time that some of these edifices were built. And like Thuban used to be the pole star and now it's not. So that you know, if Thuban if Thu, if Thuban was the pole star, they know how far back they have to go in order to sort of date some of these alignments. And it yes. just seemed it seemed to me that astrology feels like it came first, and then astronomy came from it. And and you know, you, you hear astronomers talk, and it was the other way around. But yeah, well, um, they're completely wrong. The mythology of the heavens is part of astrology. It's not a part of astronomy. <laughs> so, so when you know when they when they built and aligned, you know Stonehenge and the Great Pyramid and uh, the Serpent Mound in Ohio and and a lot of the other um, and American Stonehenge. So, so that that was more from an astrology standpoint than it was an astronomy standpoint. Yes, because, uh, for example, you go back to ancient Egypt, okay, Uh, all of the temples were built so that the portal, uh, the altar, at the very back of any any temple you went into, you go in the front of the temple, the, the altar is all the way to the back of the building. I mean, all the way in the back. And yet it was designed so that at sunrise, for a specific uh, god or goddess, 
for that son at that moment in time to be able to hit that altar. That star or that constellation would rise and the fixed star of that constellation would be hitting that altar. Uh So each of the temples was designed uh, with a particular god or goddess. Of course, throughout, uh, you know, Egypt, Orion, of course, was the the great power, and it went on from there. You go to Greece; it's Jupiter. It's a it's different different beings, but every one of those stories are aligned astrologically. Uh, why did, why is Jupiter who Jupiter is? When we talk about Jupiter as astrologers, it goes back right back to the mythology. You know, Jupiter was uh, a big generous being, Uh, Saturn was a taker, you know, required responsibility. Uh, If you go back to uh, the royal stars of Persia, there are the fixed stars in the sky, which are key to constellations. And um, each star, when it made a certain configuration in the sky connected to a person's birth, it indicated what that individual would experience in life, um, and the, the the royal stars, for example, each one of them requires something from the individual. Um, if the person uh, has a wonderful star like Regulus, I mean, they can be like a king. They can be treated that way. They can be given all kinds of gifts. But should they um, turn on the person, should they use a person, should they abuse a person, everything will be taken from them. And the stories of the, the the fixed stars are fascinating, and we all have fixed stars in our charts. And, um, you know, we don't have a lot of astrologers who know the stories of the fixed stars because it's just started coming back into fashion about 20 years ago. I mean, I'm, I'm certified or accredited in fixed stars, but most most astrologers don't even, you know, they're just starting to know what I'm talking about <laughs> Okay, so so explain to me what a fixed star is. I mean, you know, they're all out there. They're all or- orbiting. They're not glued to one place in the sky, or are they? Well, every time you look at a constellation, you look at the Big Dipper, you look at Orion, you look at Draco, you you know, any any constellation, Libra, or the zodi- zodiacal constellations, they are the reason we see a, a formation in the sky there that we can say this is a constellation of is because it is made up of fixed stars that are stars or suns like our sun in other galaxies. They're far away from us. And they're called fixed because they only move about one degree every 75 or 77 years. So they don't move very much. And what you were talking about earlier about how they're identifying, you know, where things were based on what, uh, where the planets were or where the fixed stars were at the time an edifice was built just by looking at the hieroglyphs of uh, what they're talking about. Uh, it's because of uh, how we have moved in our solar system. As our solar system continues to move, you know, we think about all the planets moving around us, but we forget that our sun moves all the planets in their orbits around another enormous star, which is Sirius. Uh-huh. And as our entire solar system moves, those fixed stars appear to be moving. They're not moving, but we are. 
okay? And that's why they don't move very much. They're really far out there, and we don't move that fast. And when you consider where we are in time now, we're at that point of that 26,000 time, uh, it's a return uh, to the, the, the footstool of the dog star, which is written about in the Bible. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a point, leapfrog point in time where doorways open up for us to progress faster than any other time in that 26,000-year period. And that has to do with where our entire solar system has moved to. So uh, when we're looking at constellations, we're looking at fixed stars. Fixed stars have enormous import in our world, but most people don't know anything about them. You know, a few years back when we had uh, Fukushima, what happened? Uranus conjoined the fixed star of drowning. It was obvious. It was incredibly obvious. You know, um, <clears throat> well, we've got another car uh, caller, but I do want to come back to this, so I will bookmark okay. it and bring you back. So, um, <clears throat> hi, caller three two three three seven seven. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi, my name's Gabby. Hi, hi Gabby. Kathy, you're on the air. Thank you for what, having me. <laughs> what's What's your date of birth? It's April second, ninety eight. April 2nd, 1998, and your birthday's coming up, so in case we don't talk to you soon, uh, happy birthday coming up. What time were you born? Uh, maybe like in the afternoon or something, like maybe two or oh, three. It's not on my birth certificate. You don't really know your time of birth? No. Oh, that's too bad, because as an astrologer, without the time, we can't really give you a lot in terms of time. We can't be really exact without the the time. Where were you born? I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Kingston, Jamaica. Okey-dokey. Is there any way you'll be able to maybe find your time of birth? No, it was never put on my birth certificate, but I know it was probably in like the afternoon or something, like about 3 o'clock. Okey-doke. Well, you can always... Uh, slowly rectify a chart, but um, I will tell you that, I mean, I can't, whatever I say to you may be off, okay, because uh, without the exact time of birth, your moon, and I put in here 3.30 p.m., and the moon here is at zero cancer 45 minutes, so we don't really know if that's, if your moon is in cancer. If you were born quite a bit earlier, it could actually be in the sign before. Uh, but it's probably in cancer. You know, 45 minutes is, is a bit of a time. So, um, But you you can just ask yourself, you know, do I really enjoy nurturing other people? Uh, do I uh, have a desire to have that in terms of what I do in life? Uh, if, you know, am I uh, a very, um, I want to say maybe I enjoy cooking, maybe I enjoy working around the house, maybe I enjoy just, being in a zone that's community and family, uh, if those things are connected to who you are, then you're likely to have that moon in cancer. It's a but I don't have it in my life, so it's been a struggle. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't really understand what you said. No, I, that's like family and community is very important to me, but I don't have it in my life, so it's been a struggle. Yeah. Well, you with this chart also, I mean, we have Pluto 
uh, just into the fourth house. And uh, this, the, the wheel, okay, this wheel where we place the planets in their houses, the wheel will change, okay, for every four minutes born, every four minutes it changes a degree. So that's how different it can be. Uh, if it were an hour later, that can be quite a difference. And Pluto maybe is not in the fourth, but then again, maybe it is. Pluto in the fourth uh, tells us that you're a person who um, may find you have really deep emotional experiences. It's a very transformative thing. Your mom, um, or being at home, may never have felt uh, as stable as you may have wanted it to be. Uh, Pluto in this. I'm sorry, say. But I agree. I haven't really had a home life. Okay. Well, then this might be accurate. <laughs> That's what an astrologer will do. We'll ask you questions starting on the angles to see, uh, because those are the things that are going to change the first. And uh, so so maybe this is pretty close. So I put in 330 just so you have a reference point, okay? And uh, so what was the question? What, what did you want me to look at in your chart? And, and hopefully we'll be able to give you accurate information. I guess the finances and career, um, I, and, well, I know housing is a problem, but I just got a new job, and my friend, my ex-friend got me fired. And, oh, no. That's yeah, horrible. And I don't really have anywhere to live, so I'm looking for housing. So it's just been a rough time. Yeah, you have Jupiter right now. Jupiter is making a square to your progressed Jupiter. Exact. It's it's almost exact. I mean, it happened a little while ago where it was exact. Um, maybe a week ago or so. Actually, it started before that. So you've been having a challenge, and and Jupiter is the ruler of your house of residence, and so to have it there, it's almost like you're wandering right now. And the challenge to find a footing, a challenge to have a relationship with someone that offers you that footing. Um, oh, my God. I was thinking about as a god. Like, if you can't find me a place to live, then give me somebody that takes. Yeah, oh, my Lord. Well, well everybody who's listening you will say a prayer for you that you find a way to be cared for. We need that for you. I don't want you to be alone, and I don't want you to be harmed. And we, None of us want that for you. Uh, Jupiter will move past that square. So once it moves past that square, it should help you uh, break free of that. And uh, February 12th, it's past the square, which is not very far away. So let's see who is helping you. Of course, we have that Saturn-Pluto going on, and it's going through your fifth house. Pluto, when it goes through any of our fifth houses, it takes a while to get through a house. It's not like a 15-minute experience or even a one-year experience. It's several years it takes to go through a house. It'll take anywhere from 7 to 14, depending on the house. So you already have it much of the way through the house. It doesn't have too much further to go, a few more years. But uh, as it goes, what happens is the things that we love we transform them a lot of the time into what we will do for a living. We will start to find a way to use the things we love to make our living. So that's usually a very good outcome, um, but it isn't necessarily an easy experience. Uh, Saturn right now is uh, working to support you. So 
let's ask this question. Who do you know who's an older person? Maybe your father or maybe someone else that you know is an older person who might give you an opportunity of some kind to help you become more more stable. You may want to look at that because that sextal tells me there is someone who may be able to help you. Uh, it is, let's see if it comes with some challenge because it probably does. And it's not a terrible challenge from what I can see. Um, it's a square to um, Eris. Uh, and a little bit of a wide orb square to Mercury, but uh, you are also in a Pluto square, Mer- square Saturn, and that is real, really where the challenge is. Uh, you've got Pluto squaring Saturn, Pluto squaring Mars, so you have these um, issues of intimacy, and that's where we share resources. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean you could be sharing your body, but it could be also sharing a house, sharing uh, money, sharing resources. It's it's more than just like sex. But uh, when we have that square like that, we are challenged to transform the way that we connect intimately, the way that we share resources. And uh, and so things will come up. And uh, Saturn... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure... (laughs) Yeah. It's not easy have, but, what yeah. you're going through. And it's not, it's not going to get easier till it gets past all of this and Saturn is on its way to making that square. And a lot of the time when we're – what happens with Saturn, for anyone who's listening who knows Saturn returns can be challenging, you have to look at the natal chart to say, well, what's the original challenge that we were born with? Uh, because when Saturn is traveling – it's going to make a, a square, it's going to make an opposition, it's going to make another square, and then it's going to make the conjunction. In the meantime, in between, it does make trines and semi, and sextals, so it's trying to open a doorway to help you. You're past the nice trine, and now you're in the square again. So you're being challenged this time with how do I socialize? How do I make friends? Who really can I trust? Who is there going to be there for me for the long haul? Um, and the fact that you were born with Saturn in Aries and Mars in Aries, it's the Mars in Aries that dominates the Saturn and because Mars rules Aries. So you have this uh, let's just go for it attitude, and at 22 degrees you're telling us that I'm here to master this in this lifetime, to come to a real understanding it and, and master the way that I can make breakthroughs I can go forward quickly, but also create steady, solid connections. Be intimate in a way that is solid. So this is, you know, this is a very important time in your life for you to look at. Uh, When we look at your part of fortune, it's at 21 degrees of Scorpio, so it's making a quincunx. So for you to have good fortune to be able to work through this, the statement is, I need to be able to learn how to speak, either to hold back, because Scorpio says, for me to be in control, I can't tell it all. And Mars and Aries says, no, just go forward, go for it. Uh, but your part of fortune is saying, if I can take control and say what needs to be said instead of just taking action, 
I will find good fortune in this. So think about what I'm saying there because it's very important. I want to just see what else is going on here. Mars has been, uh, you've been experiencing all this stuff very recently because Mars has been on top of everything. It's in Aries. It's right now at 29 degrees, so it's getting out of the way. Uranus has led you into this over the last few years, so it's not like this is a completely new experience and they have a new twist, but uh, it's been working you over for quite a while. So all of this is very important for you to learn, or it wouldn't be a 22-degree mark. You have a powered eighth house. You have the sun, Eris, Mercury, Saturn, and Mars all in this house. This house is the house of intimacy. You are saying, I will focus on that in this lifetime. I will focus on procreation in this lifetime. I will focus on (laughs) how to connect someone in a deep and meaningful way. And you have to pay attention to the way you handle your resources. Having the sun here tells me in past lives you have handled other people's resources for them, and you have done it successfully. You have done it well. You have been good with it. But having all of this in Aries also tells me that in this lifetime you will have to fight for that right. It can't be just given to you as it may have been in a past one because you are trying to learn in this lifetime what the real importance and meaning of all of this is so that you can master it for the future. Whew, you have a lot going on. And I'm exhausted just telling you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, why? My whole life has been about relationships, just like trust and just abuse and like squandering of resources. And I want to be yeah. here for sure on the time. Yeah. Well, the good news is this stuff is going to get past here, and then it'll be a sextal, and so then you will have come to the conclusion and a greater understanding of all of this. Since you're going through the fire now, you're in the crucible, and it's not going to be done until Saturn itself has passed the 22-degree mark. So you've got another year. So, But if you are aware of learning, you don't have to struggle so hard with it. Uh, when we get to February of 2020, Saturn has gone to 26 degrees, so it is no longer making the square. Pluto has gone to 2347, so it is just two minutes past square to your progressed Saturn. So, you know, by the time you get to the end of February of next year, you should be free and clear of most of this. But you have to work uh. it out have to come to an understanding of, of how do I communicate in a way that gives me the success I choose. Use your higher self. The eighth house has the ability to reach into the inner world and procure from the inner worlds the answers. Use it. You have more power. Yes, yes, you can ask. Aries, this is a little hard for Aries, but you need to work with it. You have to learn to sit still (laughs) or to move and meditate. A moving meditation will also work. And that is where you clear the mind of all the thought patterns that are in it and you become part of the whole. Uh, Part of the whole. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a problem. 
privilege. And you ha- and you move all the thought forms out, all this biting about who said this and she said that and we did that. and No, all of that goes away and you go into your essence. And when you do that, then you can ask a simple question and you will receive the information you need. Okay? Yes. Work on that. Like, it will also give really you the research. It will give you the relief you need to get through this challenge. You will come out the other side, and you will be much more whole and much more powerful, and you will have achieved a lot of what you came here to learn and to do in this lifetime. So this is powerful and important, and uh, the key is to be kind to yourself and don't push the envelope. Hard to say to somebody with 22-degree Aries, Mars, Mars and Aries. (laughs) Uh, but times where you have to learn to take a deep breath and let others do the push, and you don't. Like, why do some of us have to go through this early? Like, so I see people there in their 40s and 50s, and they don't really learn anything. Um, they have, like, a pretty easy-going life. Like, why do some of us have to deal with this? And, like, well, it's because you was- years of life. You know, it's because you as soul chose to experience this in this life. Some people come in and say, no, I've had enough through all of these other lives. I just want to do an R&R lifetime. And they come in and they have an R&R lifetime, you know. Uh, You're not having that. We can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, we got to move on. I know, I know. Big hugs to you, sweetie. Be kind to yourself. And make sure. To let nature do its best to heal you as you go, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. you. Take good Bye-bye. Care yourself. Big hugs. Wow. That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, they're out there. That's for sure. Okay, wow. we've got Davida. We have Davida on the line. Hi, Davida. What's Hi. your date of birth? 10-23-74. October 23, 1974. Okay. And what time were you born? Oh, I I know it was in the morning, 6, about 6.54, I think, maybe. 6.54 a.m.? And where were you born? Um, Austin, Texas, 6.48 a.m. Oh, okay, good. You found it. Nicely done. Oops. Wait a second. I didn't get a chance. I had to go back. So Austin, Texas, 648, you said, right? Yeah. Let me get the right one in there. Good. Great. All righty, then. Let's go take a look. And uh, what do you want us to take a look at or focus on? I guess uh, you have... Anything that I need to know about this upcoming year with the situation I've been dealing with? Well, you have uh, Pluto has is sitting there right on your nadir, right on the fourth house, just inside the fourth house cusp. And uh, mid transformations going on. It looks like you've got it um, right on the line here. Uh, I believe that's an 18 degree. It's so squashed on the line here. Um, so you've had 
Saturn opposing Saturn. The last lady we just spoke to had Saturn squaring Saturn. You have had Pluto <laughs> opposing Saturn, and now you have Saturn opposing Saturn. So you are walking, uh, you are on, on a, 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 like a teeter-totter. It's, you're in a balancing point trying to balance. And so let's take a look at what else is going on here because it's probably involved with a little more. And see now here you also have Chiron, 21 degrees Aries, so uh, Pluto is making a direct square to your Chiron. So let's talk about that first. And then I just want to see progress progression-wise. There's an 18 degree. Your moon is at 18 Virgo right now, almost 19 degrees. So it is also quincunx that uh, Chiron and also being affected by uh, Pluto and Saturn. But there is support there. So there could be support coming from your mom uh, or there could be other emotional, um, I want to say grounding. You have some kind of emotional grounding, which you have to watch out for that when the progressive moon is in in, uh, Virgo is that you don't beat yourself up or criticize yourself. But it looks like you have pretty good support from that moon rather than it being challenging. So that is a biggie. So looking at this, um, Saturn Saturn in your chart has uh, to do with your emotions. It has to do with your home. It has to do with your friendships. It has to do with how you invest, and it has to do with how you network and how you socialize, and it has to do with everything you love and your mom and your biological roots, all of that. And it also has to do with your... And, and your presence in the world. And to have Pluto making an opposition to it and Saturn opposing it is a statement that says, I, I'm struggling with uh, the rules. I'm struggling with uh, what is required of me. I'm struggling with perhaps what my father set down or with the responsibilities uh, that come with either learning or with travel or with communication or with my mom or dad or with physical property and or even with uh, friendships. And then when we add Chiron in with Pluto making a square to it, there could be challenges in terms of relationships. There could have to be challenges of marriage. Chiron, this house cusp in Aries, tells us that where you are most wounded has to do with relationships, one-on-one relationships, whether it be marriage, partnership, or, or just really what you consider friends. And having it in Aries says that... Uh, uh, there is a need for you uh, to uh, represent yourself, to stand up for yourself and not to let others tell you who you are. Um, so the challenge with Pluto says, I am challenged to transform the way that I connect with others, the way that I have a partner, the way I may have a marriage, the way I may want my home. I, am, I need to transform these things, and I am transforming what I value because Pluto rules your house of values. And the transformation may come through money uh, because Pluto also is a part of the rulership of money. So it could come out through money where you realize what you do value and, and, and money is probably not the thing that you're going to end up valuing when you're done. But uh, does this make sense to you? Do you understand everything I've said here? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of having to do what I'm going through, like you said, with the grounding, the emotional. That's a big part of what's going on and, you know, as a previous relationship that's causing most of the problems right now. 
Yeah. Well, Pluto is going to move out of the way, and when it does, you should have kind of figured out how to heal yourself. Um, but um, then Saturn is going to move in the way. And um, and much as I mentioned this uh, to the caller before, you're, you're kind of in that zone. So here in January of next year, uh, Saturn is, Pluto has just moved out of the way, and Saturn is, quite already there and it was probably there even the month before it was applying starts applying in mid uh, December and continues to be squaring in uh, January so and then of course it will go on and get out of the way by February which will be good news for you but that challenge when you have Saturn making the square to Chiron and coming through that fourth house and it is uh, the ruler of your house of children and love and investments. Uh, boy, uh, if you're in a, if you've been in a, a marriage and you have children, this is a challenge that is not an easy one. Um, yeah, it does have uh, to do with my daughter. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured it did. Uh, The one thing I will say about your daughter is she is most assuredly a blessing in your life. She will always be a gift to you. She will never go away from being that gift. Um, So uh, you were born with Jupiter in that fifth house, and it's in Pisces, and so Jupiter is in rulership. There is no doubt that your daughter is a gift to you and always will be. She came in to be that, and she is. So you can't lose her even though it may appear that you lose her. You won't. So you need to know that. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, you need to fight the fight. And you can't, uh, with Chiron there, it's telling you, you you need to stand up and fight the fight. Uh, don't lay down for this one, okay? Don't do that. You've done it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been fighting all this past year. And that's why I was yeah. wondering, how is it going to turn out? Is it, Do we have another year to go? I just... Well, it'll be all over by the time you get to this time a year from now because Saturn will be done. Uh, But the opposition uh, doesn't really tell us so much about what the outcome is. Uh, Let me just see uh, what we have, if there's anything here that, yes. Okay, so I will say this. I think you've got the outcome that you're looking for, uh, and that outcome may come even sooner than um, February because your daughter is represented by eight or nine degrees at this point, and Jupiter will make a sextile. So some kind of breakthrough will happen when that sextile first activates, and it's going to activate uh, in the beginning of January of 2020, around the 8th or so. Um, Let me see here, 8-11... maybe around the 6th even of January, or even the 1st. It could be a little earlier than what I'm saying. I'm showing the first exact connection. So there is opportunity at that point for you to resolve things. Now, where is Mercury at that point? And and at that point, you've got both Jupiter and, uh, I mean, both Saturn and Pluto are conjunct at the 22-degree mark. So there's something that has manifested at that point that says I, I have... Uh, come to a point where I'm 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 grasping this process. I'm coming into this process. It still is frictional. It is not without like oh we're all happy doopy. That is not the mm-hmm. case. I don't have that. I'm sorry. Um, but 
uh, I do have some benefit developing here where there is opportunity for you to have some of what you want regarding your daughter. So, okay. I'm, I just uh, want her to be safe. <laughs> I just, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm sure you do. Who yeah. doesn't? And uh, and this even Jupiter here is challenged, uh, challenging Pluto, uh, so it's a challenge of money, wow, challenge of issues from the past, uh, challenge to transform again. The statement is challenging to transform your values, and the values may have a lot to do with money, and it may have it's coming not just from this lifetime but from a past lifetime. Um, and that past lifetime had to do with powerful relationships. You know, Pluto is fascinating. Um, it can empower us. It can also provide someone who is powerful to us. And sometimes mm-hmm. when we connect with someone who is powerful, instead of them being there for us, they are there to control us and thus teach mm-hmm. us that we're valuable when we stand up to their control. Um so you are going through a major process. The good news is intuitively you have an understanding of it. Um, you have a spiritual basis, uh, spiritual values that you can rely on to help you get through this. So make sure you make good use of them. I can see that in the chart that that's very much the, the case. There's, is anything you recommend that I start doing? to help in this process for me or my daughter, either one of us? Mm. Not necessarily seeing something here that, like, is just staring at me and and saying, do this. Um, I want to tell you that you need to allow your own guidance to help you uh, recognize that no matter what has happened and no matter how mean this man has become or how challenging, please don't allow yourself to go down the road of anger and hatred toward him because what that does is it entrenches you in the situation instead of releasing you from it. If you can practice blessing, forgiving, and being grateful, those are the keys. You start by blessing them and blessing yourself and then forgiving them and forgiving yourself. And then eventually you will come to gratitude because there is something in all of this, and it may be your daughter herself, that is what you need to be grateful for. Okay? Okay. Okay. Practice looking through those lenses. No matter how awful the person is, practice looking through those lenses. It will get you through and know that you are never without guidance, that you are never alone, that there is always an angel, and in your case there is a grandmother who is very much there, and I want to cry because of how much she loves you. So allow yourself to remember that. She is so present. God bless her. So my grandma is with me. I don't know her, but... I've been told she's around helping. Yeah, she is with you, and she wants you to know that very, very clearly. So just know she's there, and she loves you very much. She's going to do everything she can for you. So you're not alone. You're not alone. And I'm sure you know So she's very very much known to me. It's just scary when you're trying to keep your child safe and 
you trying to do everything that you can. Yeah. Well, you, you also have to always remember it's your job to do everything you can, but that child also is a soul, and that soul has as much power as you have despite how she appears. She has a journey, and she knows what her journey is, and sometimes her journey isn't the one that you think it should be. So you have to bless that as well, and it's challenging. God, I know. I all have this challenge. As, as parents, uh, we all have this challenge. Whether you're a parent of a human form or you're a parent of fur babies or you're a parent of trees, we all have this challenge. So... Um, we love, and our love wants to protect those we love. Sometimes we have to step back and say, I have done everything. My hand out is outstretched. I will continue to do everything, but I also know that sometimes there is something bigger in this picture that I can't see. Okay? Okay. So we got, we okay. got to move. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I wish you Thank every you. blessing. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Take care now. Bye-bye. Okay. It's hard, isn't it? I know. It it is. It is. Okay, we've got Terry here. Hi, Terry. You're on the air. Thank you. How are you today? We're good. (laughs) We're working it anyway. (laughs) So what's what's your date of birth, Terry? (laughs) It's August 12, 1971. 12, 1971. Thank you, Leo, for coming yeah. to this. And what time were you born? Um, I was born about 2.15 a.m. in the morning. 2.15 a.m.? Okay. Yes. And where? Where were you born? New York City. Manhattan. Yes. New York. Okie dokie dokie. Let's go see and tell me what, uh, if you want me to focus on something in particular. Possibly new career. Oh, good. It looks like, you know, um, it looks like you got something that's going to come up for you uh, not not immediately, um, mm-hmm. although there may be some little doorways that open. But Jupiter is next year going, actually late this year. I think it'll be like late this year. Hang on, let me just go take a quick quick look for you because I think uh, come like November or so. Let's see here. Yeah, all right. That'll be good? Good. Um, November 2019. Okay, it's not quite November. We have to get all the way to January. So, the Jan- yeah, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it starts to apply the end of December. So, okay. you know, earlier than that, I could take it back a, a week or two and, and see where the application <laughs> All right. And uh, so, but uh, here at five degrees, uh, that's a three-degree applying. Uh, and for some people, it could be as much as a five-degree applying, although to a point I find that a little hard to push. So uh-huh. uh, you're looking at, right, I've got, what I have on here is Christmas Day, actually, <laughs> December 25th. Oh, okay, that's nice, Phil. <laughs> then you have Jupiter making a schedule to your midheaven, so there's some doorway that's going to open up. Um, okay. 
you have, let's see, you have uh, Venus progressed at 14 Libra and Uranus at 13 Libra and your Mars is at uh, 16 of uh, Gemini, of, uh, excuse me, Aquarius and your progressed is 14. So you have this beautiful trine going on uh, okay. this time. So there's a doorway of opportunity um uh, and it may come through education or come through uh, some investment you make in yourself, and that's why yeah, we use okay. something like education. But uh, that doorway is open, so, you know, I'd, I'd use it. It's there. I mean, it's there right now. We'll continue to be there through next year. But uh, you might want to look at that and see if there's something to that. Um, it's actually um, a wide-orb grand trine that's there, and... Uh, and your part of fortune is at 17, so it's trying that Mars as well. And uh, Mars in your chart rules your wishes and dreams. It rules what you desire or, or want in your life. It also rules your health, and it rules your workplace. There's some okay. opportunity that can come actually through your workplace or through some some place that you do service or you... Uh, connect with others in terms of your health. Sometimes that's going to a gym, sometimes that's going to the Y, and sometimes that's being on a soup line and giving people soup. Um, There's a lot of options in this picture, so think about it and see where it puts you, but an opportunity may arise as a result of that that will lead to the good fortune you are looking for. But... uh, Jupiter's been in the direction for you, and it will activate that midheaven, and it rules your midheaven. So when it does, there should be a doorway that opens, and uh, and you should find yourself uh, getting something that you really want. So yeah. That looks good to me. Well, uh, is so, I'm, so glad, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I am doing some self-improvement right now to get a better job. I have enrolled into a Microsoft Office Suite class. It's a three-month course. Um, I do like overnight, um, but I want to definitely leave. And also, I'm taking public speaking classes. So you hit everything right on the nose of what I'm doing to better myself to get a better job. Great. Well, you're doing it. And and at that point in time in December, uh, at Christmas time, uh, Mars in the sky will be conjunct your Jupiter also. So uh, Mars will be in your house of workplace, and it is the ruler, like I said, of your house of wishes and dreams. And when it conjoins Jupiter, it's basically saying, take action now. Uh, we have a job for you. Go for it. So uh, okay. you, definitely you should have something open up for you as you come to uh, Christmas time this year. <laughs> All right, so that means that I'm going to be still at my same job until <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> you probably so will be fine. get to this point, but this, okay. if you move between then and now, it's not to where you really want to go. Where you really right. want to go will be this job that's coming up for you. All right. All right, sounds good. And also I just want to also note to you, you mentioned something about health. Um, I am actually in the process of getting my personal training certificate, too, so that I can teach part-time. So anything that you mentioned is right, yeah. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Well, Jupiter also rules health. Uh, not health, I mean rules teaching. So, uh, okay. and, and so, you know, you have Pisces at the midheaven, 
you could uh, find yourself doing something where you work with uh, pharmaceuticals. You could be a pharmacist with the combination that you have. Um, or you could be someone who works with someone who is a surgeon, and you might handle uh, the the drugs for him. Um, there's something there to be said for what you have in this chart. This chart has uh, water on the three cusps that are workplace and income, and uh, with Scorpio on the sixth house cusp, uh, that Scorpio are surgeons usually. Um, they're the yeah. surgeons fields. And Pisces at the Midheaven is uh, the pharmaceuticals. Um, so you've got a combination there. Uh, of course, sometimes Pisces can turn into, uh, with uh, with your Mars and Aquarius and your wishes and dreams aligned with Mars, you could turn into someone who actually does some kind of physical therapy with people, too, as, yeah. a, result of, yeah. mm-hmm. as a result of their surgery. So uh, so somehow you may be linked with a, a, a surgeon through the workplace and uh, help uh, their patients uh, worth, with some kind of therapy. So okay, okay. So good. Thank you. All of that. Uh, and you're doing all the right things. Obviously, you've got you've got it. You're going in the right direction. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'll be calling you back in a few months to let you know how everything is going. Sounds great. We look forward to it. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Okay. A happy one. Okay. Okay, Suzanne. Yeah, we got Suzanne here. She's on the line. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Good evening. What's your date of birth? October 5th, 1960. October 5th, 1960, and your time of birth? Whoops, I think I, it was 7.25 a.m. I, I spelled October wrong. Can you believe that? <laughs> My computer was not happy with me. What time did you say? <laughs> you didn't hear it. It actually said something. <laughs> 7.25 a.m. or 7.15 a.m. I'm not exactly sure. Okay, 7.25, and where were you born? Huntington, New York. Huntington, New York. Oops. I don't know. There's something in the air here. (laughs) I'm pretty New York and I got Arkansas. Don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Something is going haywire. (laughs) Don't worry, I corrected it. I'm not going to read the chart that's not yours. (laughs) We don't need to do stuff like that. Okay, so now what do you want me to focus on? Um, love life and work. Okay. So let's see here. You know, we have Uranus has already been going through this house of uh, marriage. So if you had something going a while ago, you probably broke free of it a while ago. At any rate, at this point in time... You have Neptune traveling through the fifth, so you, while it's doing that, you can find yourself more intuitive about uh, relationships when you're out and about, so you can follow your gut on that. Right now, uh, Pluto is at the nadir in your chart, and it is conjunct your progressed Venus. Uh, Venus in your chart, interestingly enough, 
rules you physically. It does not rule your house of marriage. It does not rule the house of falling in love. It rules you physically. And, uh, and it also rules your house of procreation or sex. So to have Pluto on Venus, uh, there is a transformation that's taking place at a very deep level emotionally uh, about who you are. And that's really what you're working on right now. And uh, what, you know, a lot of things can come up because Venus rules the eighth house. Uh, uh, issues of sex, issues of of uh, what am what am I what am I here for? What am I leaving my progeny? What what is my future to be? You know, what about my death? You could even be coming up. I mean, there's so many emotions going on here, and it, and it's really digging at you. So you you just kind of have to work with that, and of course, be careful not to allow it to burn you out. Um, sometimes. Pluto uh, can burn us out if we allow it to just dig too much. Uh, it also, uh, Saturn is making, uh, applying a square to the moon, and, it, and of course Pluto has been squaring your moon before it made this conjunction. So you really have been uh, through it. This is not an easy picture. Uh, you've been challenged emotionally at every level. You may have been even challenged by your own mother with this combination, um, but the challenge may have come through a female and uh, a challenge of marriage and uh, emotional, a deep emotional challenge. A challenge could have come through your career as well and who you really think you are. And at this point in time, you're fighting with yourself about who you are, trying to rediscover and rebuild and recreate the person that you want to be. You are becoming and uh saturn you're you're going you've just gone through a saturn return and it hasn't really left yet it's on top of your progress saturn so all the issues uh that have to do uh with your uh, any repression of your voice or your thoughts as a result of your childhood and your father um may be part of this and also it may have been more your mother it looks like it's nasty. Um, it looks like you were either abandoned by your father or repressed by your father. I'm not sure which. Um, but Saturn is in a T-square to the sun and the moon. Your mother and father did not get along. They were at opposite ends of the field. And uh, this kind of left you without the nurturing that you needed. Um, so it's it, what it does, to us, you know, we managed to get through childhood somehow <laughs> when we're under these oppressive experiences. But it causes our masculine and feminine sides to fight with themselves. It's like uh, your feminine side is in Aries, your masculine side is in Libra, and they're fighting with each other and finding a point of balance. It's like your mother uh, was more aggressive probably than your father, and your father was... Uh, not standing up, uh, trying to find some common ground, but wasn't finding it. There's something that was going on there that was not fun. And in the midst of it, you were left out. You were not getting what you needed. You were challenged at every turn to say anything. Oh, whew, what a mess. At any rate, Saturn returned, so all of this stuff comes back to the surface and uh, how it reinvented itself as you had the Saturn return 
may have involved your mother and father again, but more than likely it involved a relationship that was going on in your world with uh, contemporaries, uh, whether it was a husband or a girlfriend or a girlfriend and an issue with a husband. or uh, These issues are interplayed in pictures astrologically. You know what happened. And uh, you're not quite completely at solid ground yet. It's going to take you basically about a year to get to that point where you feel like you're on solid ground again. Um, again, I'm going to say what I said I think to a couple of people tonight, uh, you have to really be kind to yourself. And um, whatever you do, do your best to bless your mother and father. They were doing the best they could. And for some reason, (laughs) and all of us can say this, for some reason I chose this mother and father. And uh, and it's, it's allowing you to become stronger in who you are and allowing you to learn how to be in more control of your world, how to create security yourself. Having Saturn and Capricorn in the third house, while you also have Jupiter and Sagittarius in this house, you're an amazing person, amazing person. You know, having Saturn and Jupiter in their own signs in rulership together, those are two amazing planets. One is the one that gives all the gifts of spirituality, and here he here he is in rulership, and the other is the one that gives all the gifts of discipline and responsibility and strength, uh, and you have both of these. You're the person who can build a life and expand on it. You have the ability to learn, to teach, to expand the possibilities, to go beyond spiritually anything you were taught, and uh, and to find strong ground in doing so. And as we look at the progressed, your progressed Jupiter is getting closer and closer to Saturn. So here it is at 7 Capricorn, while your progressed Saturn is at 16. It has made a leap in terms of closeness. This tells me that you are coming into your own to where you are coming into being the guru that you were meant to be. This is called the sign of the guru when we have Jupiter and Saturn come together. So be kind to yourself. You're working it, and you're working it hard, and you decided that this lifetime you would start out with a challenge, but you were going to use that challenge to create the footing that will take you beyond anything you have ever done in any past life. So be kind. Does any of that that I've said help you? (laughs) Um, I yeah, I guess so, but I just wanted to know if I was going to stay at my job and if I was going to get a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, just go to the simple things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you dearly. I give you a big hug because you deserve one. All right. So, let's see. You know, do we have a a relationship on 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 hand or coming up soon? Right now with Saturn return, you know, we don't have uh, let's see here. I'm not going to say that yet. You have a challenge in terms of uh, getting the job you want or getting the career you want. That doesn't mean you can't step up to it. Whenever we have that challenge on the plate, we have the ability to take another step and find it. So I would say give it a shot. Go for it. And I would go for it now because Jupiter right now is making a trine to that moon. And that means there's probably an opportunity for you if you'll get those resumes out there and do it quick because uh, that trine is present as we speak. 
and it is not good for too much longer. It will be there, and I'm going to take it all the way till it's, yeah, it's there for just a few more days. It's gone by around the 10th, and it may still carry a little bit of energy for a day or two after that, but uh, I would get any resumes you have out. And, well, I uh, applied for a job two weeks ago, but I didn't hear anything. Well, make sure you reconnect. Find out what's going on with that, okay, because it's possible that you're going to get that job. That's Should fine. I call tomorrow? Yes, I would. I definitely would. Well, they said two weeks ago that they were going to tell the people two days after the interview. It doesn't matter. Call. Maybe, oh. maybe Spirit will end up having you when you call. They'll say, oh, that job was filled, but we just posted this one. You don't know where Spirit's going to take you. Call. Take oh, all right, action. I'll call tomorrow. Okay, that shrine is yeah. there, so use it. Uh, it can't deliver anything unless you act upon it. Okay. And what about the love life? Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you know, your your ruler of your house of love is uh, unfortunately um, it's Saturn. <laughs> you, yeah, you know, it's challenging. Um, let me just see if there's. Uranus could also be um, a helper, but it's not helping. Uh, it was helping a little while back if it had any power, but that was a few years ago. Uh, the, uh, Mar, um, excuse me, Jupiter will activate that house cusp, and you might get some response at that point. You might even get a response as it gets closer to 27 degrees. So let me just bring it forward a little bit, and we'll see if there's a, some dates I can kind of give you. So here it is at 22. That's exactly a month away, March 9th. So it's activating that cusp. And as it does, I would say that's a period of time if there are some parties or social uh, life that you can get out to, and it could be um, something that um, involves communication or teaching. It could be a class that you go to. Uh, it could be just somebody giving a talk somewhere. I'd go, okay? I'm not saying it'll provide, but it might. Uh, it's not a, a really super strong one, but it's got possibilities. And if we go a little bit further, then we start to see uh, Jupiter the following month, April the 9th. Uh, it is making uh, a sextile to Chiron, and you have Chiron in the house of love. So where you are most wounded and have been wounded probably by friends or through conversations with friends, there's something going on there, or your need to be honest or be straightforward or seek freedom or uh, do things out of the ordinary, uh, you have been wounded. But Jupiter is aligning with that, Chiron, to say, uh, I have opportunity through socializing to heal this wound and perhaps open up to love. And so it's possible. I'd say go for it. And, uh, again, it's about getting out. Uh, if not, at that point, uh, you may find Venus at that time is also, boy, it's 17 degrees on that day, and it's also activating your moon. And Neptune is activating your moon. I'd say you've got a good possibility here, and it's even trining your Mars progressed. You've got a lot going on there. I'd say definitely go for it. Go for okay, it. Okay, so between now and April? Uh, I'd say around this time, around April. The beginning of April looks really strong. 
um, as having possibilities. So I'm looking at April 9th, April 10th, right in there, uh, or a few days before even, like April 7th. Well, that's good. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome. You're Take welcome. Take your care. Okay, bye. 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 <clears throat> I think one of the things that's important for everybody to hear is that, you know, you can give them when things are most favorable or, you know, or leaning in one direction or the other. It doesn't mean that... that um, you can't meet the love of your life tomorrow. It just means oh, that... absolutely. And in in and in her case, I mean, the activation with the midheaven is also an activation of her fifth house. So it is possible uh-huh. that tomorrow you will. So. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, mean, I I, I'm not God over here, although I am God in my universe. But I'm yeah. not God in anyone else's universe, and I do my best trying to read what's there, but. I don't. I, I could easily miss something that's happening right at this moment. So um, you know. Well, well I, I think this astrology is fabulous in that it really can give you days and times when things are most conducive for certain things. Mm-hmm. And and but at the same time, there's free will and there's lots of other stuff going on. So that so that you know you can always shift and change your perspective and if you alter what's inside of you that alters your outside and that alters your reality so i mean i i think astrology is fabulous because it really pinpoints so many places in your life and so many aspects of your life it's 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 important to understand that that you can you can see the synchronicity throughout your entire life to this point in time so paying attention to when things are most auspicious for certain things, that you take advantage of those moments and those times. Oh, absolutely. And at the same time, miracles are still available, you know? <laughs> miracles oh, yeah. So, you know, make them happen. It's, I'm good with it. I honestly believe that our world is so fluid uh, that our consciousness has the ability to transform our chart. I believe that. Well, yeah, and, you know, with a lot of things, because I remember one time I was going to start something new, and I I called you and I said, I want to start something new. When is the best time to do it? And you gave me a time frame that was not what I had, because I I have OCD, you know, it's like yesterday is not soon enough. So Mm. you, you basically told me to wait, and I did, and it worked out beautifully. Oh, that's good. You know, my my inclination was to have hopped right on the bandwagon, and you said, no, wait for the first of the year. And and I think I was like two months before. And and during that two months, I made major changes in what I was going to do. I I altered things. I I redefined things. It it was it was an amazing opportunity for me to second guess myself and in many cases it it was really it was phenomenal instead of being frustrated i said well let me look at this is there a way i can make it better and 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 there was and and i did and it was amazing so um it it makes sense to try to to um cooperate with the flow of energy that is there 
you can buck it if you want, but you know that that's so much work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I time. totally. I mean, uh, right now, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, I've done gambling research at different times in my life for different people, and uh, I'm doing some again now. And and timing is such a fascinating thing. Um, you know, for gambling, it's down to the minute, literally. Uh, the wow. Difference between two minutes is the difference between winning uh, or losing. Two minutes, and in wow. some cases, minutes. So uh, it's fascinating, uh, and most people can't even imagine that you could seriously say down to the minute, yes, down to the minute. But see, well, I, and I, I'm sorry. No, I, I've heard you over time saying to people, this is when you should buy that lottery ticket, and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it, and, and we talked to one woman who had won a car and a whole bunches of other things. And, you know, and uh, you know, I haven't often heard you say to people, well, you, you can win things. You know, this is, and, you know, I, I just wish that, you know, that were in my chart someplace. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes, you, you know, I will... I will buy a scratch off and win twenty dollars, and instead of taking the twenty bucks and going on my way, I reinvest it and lose it. So I know oh, yeah. I'm not one of those. You know, the stars are not are not <laughs> shining on me as far as the monetary stuff. I got to earn it. You know, another way, which is fine. But yeah. everybody well, does you're, you're, dream you're about. I won't allow to be in my research program. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've got some who want to be in my research program, but. They don't have the discipline to walk away. And the thing is, if you only have uh, a minute to get it right, in some cases mm-hmm. you're lucky enough to have a half an hour. It happens. It's not often that it happens. But when it does, that's your half an hour. And if you don't stop at the end of the half an hour, you lose everything you got. So oh, you, I, don't you, do, I, do, I don't do that anymore. I do walk away. I, you know, oh, it's kind of like... It's like, okay, the universe is telling me I spent 20, they gave me back 20, it's not my day. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. walk. And I'm grateful yeah, that I, you know, it, it, is, it is exciting. Um, I just noticed the time. Um, yeah. You want to give out your website and how people can get a hold of you if they want to? Sure. Uh, it's michellevanti.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, just one L in Michelle. A V A N T as in Tom I and uh dot com or astrology and more dot com. Either way will get you there. And you just write out the whole word. Or you can always give give me an email, astrology and more at Gmail or call me five four one nine hundred ten eighty four. Okay. I wanna thank you again. You if I you know, when I get those moments when I can really pump you for information, I am so thrilled with them because um, that stuff about fixed stars and everything was fascinating tonight so we may have to just do a show of, of you know educating people as to some of the cool stuff that astrology does hold but yeah. for tonight I do thank you You're, you have been amazing as always and I'm so grateful that you share your time with us you're welcome many so blessings Thank you so much. Okay. 
Take care and good night. And thank you, everybody. It's been a, another evening that I took notes and I learned a lot. Hope you did too. Good night, Michelle. Good night.